All right now. All right now. I am. At the first service, I was so darn excited. I let out a little Howard Dean moment. I was like, whoa! And I hurt some people's ears. But seriously, like, that's what I'm feeling. Like, I am so all in to, to music and dance and beauty and boldness and surprise. Like, I get to watch your faces when these flags come down and this dance happens, and then there's this incredible backdrop. I am all in to the mystery and beauty and wonder of this place. I am all in to the racial justice work we are doing. I am all in to the housing ministry we're doing where we create a Minneapolis where no one is without a home. I am all in to you all and this faith community and our staff. So here's the thing. I started my ministry with you Four and a half years ago, I was 34 years old. Last Thursday, I had my birthday, turned 39. Hey, thank you. Yeah, happy, all right, happy birthday to me. And, and what I realized, what I realized as I was thinking about that day and being alive and what I'm doing with my life and my ministry and all of this, I realized I'm more in now to this faith community, to Unitarian Universalism, more in right now than I was when I started because there is a spirit moving here. There is something happening in this place that is calling out the deepest part of love within us. And I am all in, friends. I am all in. What about you? All right. There's some people who are all in with me. Now, a while ago, I shared with you, I used to play a little bit of poker. I still play once in a while for fun with friends, not on the internet. I used to play online. It didn't, it wasn't, it didn't go well for me, but there's, it, it didn't, and it, it, it's this whole different story. I shared some of that a couple of months ago, but that expression, all in, is absolutely a poker expression. It's not where you're playing and you get a good hand or you're going to bluff and you're like, oh, I'll bet three chips, boop or I'll bet half my stack. It's like, you take everything you have, all the chips you have, and you push them all in to the pot. It is everything. And what I want to talk about this morning is what does that mean away from the poker table? What does that mean in the context of our lives as religious people, as people of faith who proclaim a loving source at the heart of things that says, I love you to every single person in all of creation? What does all in mean for us as religious people in the context of that kind of faith, that faith that brings us together here? That's what I want to talk about this morning. And I think the best way to understand what all in looks like for us individually, to access this place in us, is to think about this in terms of relationships. And it could be a relationship that's just beginning in your life right now, something where there's some energy and some zest, you're excited about it, it could be something a long time ago, but all of us, I'm guessing, have been in a place where there's been some real interest in another person and some excitement, right? And we go out on a couple of dates and you have a dinner and you, you maybe talk on the phone a little bit and there's all these weird rules, right? Like, well, don't text, you know, I have to wait 48 hours before you send a text message. Right? Like, don't friend them on Facebook. Good God, man, that would be crazy. Just hold off. Like, stalk them on Facebook, but don't friend them. Um, right? I mean, there's all these rules, and you're trying to figure it out. You're like, you're holding your cards kind of close to your chest. You're like, well, you know, I'm not going to, I'll just a little bet here, a little bet here. Like, you want to see a movie? Like, you're trying to figure all this out. Like, we've all been there, right? Like, nod if you've been there. 
in some, right, in some kind of relationship, you've been there in that place where you're trying to figure out what is going on. And you live in that place for a little while. You can tolerate it. You play it cool. You know, you don't let your heart just kind of burst out and wide open. You don't go all in. Definitely, you don't go all in. You don't say, hey, I really like you. I think there's something here. What do you think? You don't do that. Or maybe you do. I don't. <laughs> maybe you do, right? Because at some point, what happens is you get to a point, or the person that you're interested in or with, they get to a point, and you realize that playing it cool just isn't working anymore. It's not happening. Indifference and holding your cards close to your chest can only last for so long. Which leads to this truth. The magic of a relationship, of any relationship with a person, with the church, with God, with the spirit of life, with the universe, the magic of any relationship, the magic that happens when the spark is lit and the fire burns that clears the fog and the brush out of the way, that magic only happens when you take a step toward all in. Think about that in your own life. It is awkward and frustrating and emotionally and spiritually painful to be on the edges. But when you really make it clear where you stand, how you feel, there's terror, oh yes. <laughs> and there's a kind of relief and freedom because it's out there. You've put it out there when you step all in. Author Brene Brown says this about vulnerability and about all in. In her book, Daring Greatly, I love this book. I've read it twice now. She says this, vulnerability, also known as being all in, is saying, I love you first and not knowing if you'll hear that back. It's a risk, she says, to speak the truth of our heart, to name what's real for us. But once we do, we open up the possibility that that relationship magic, that sense of wonder, of being deeply known, of discovering something about another and yourself, that relationship magic just might happen. Here's what Brene Brown says about love and being all in. She says, waking up every day and loving someone who may or may not love us back, whose safety we cannot ensure, who may stay in our lives or may leave without a moment's notice, who may be loyal to the day they die or betray us tomorrow, that's vulnerability. Love is uncertain, she says. It's incredibly risky, and loving someone leaves us emotionally exposed. It's scary. It's risky. We're open to being hurt, but can you imagine your life without loving or being loved? Can you imagine a life, your life, without loving or being loved? The deep magic, loving and being loved, that richness, that connection we are meant for as human beings, it only happens when you're all in, when you show up authentically and wholeheartedly. The magic doesn't happen when you're on the sidelines. The magic doesn't happen when you're up in the stands offering comments and critique about how other people should do things and how if the person you were with would just be a little bit different, then you could tell them how you felt. You've got to have your heart in the game. And when you do, 
something shifts. Something big shifts. I want to share an example with you. And it's a personal one. These are the, just a line from the wedding vows that my wife, Juliana, and I shared with each other six and a half years ago. And these were our all-in vows, the container that would hold our relationship. And as I share this with you now, I'm thinking about David's call to worship this morning where he talks about all these ideas he was on fire about, like 5% pledging, that's a great thing, and income, and people should do that, and I'm totally into it, like concept, abstract idea. And then at this table, I'm like, David, Leanne. Like it got real, right? So wedding vows, and this is my experience, we built a container to hold our marriage in, and it was aspirational. It was a little bit abstract and, conc- and, and not concrete. And it's in the day-to-day living and coming back to those vows that we realize what it really means to show up and be all in. So I want to share this one piece of what we said to one another. And I have Juliana's permission to share this with you. We said to one another, I promise to see you with new eyes each day as the person you are becoming, not as the person I want you to be. I promise to see you with new eyes each day as the person you are becoming, not as the person I want you to be. There's more to our vows, but that line has been key for us. It is about letting go of control and security, and certainty. I promise to see you with new eyes each day as the person you are becoming, not as the person I want you to be, not as the person you were when we first met, not as the person I wish you would be, as the person you are becoming. And for us, living into that, stepping into that space, that unconditional space, that takes courage and faith and incredible vulnerability. It's our aspiration to live that way. Going all in doesn't have to be as big or as dramatic as those sorts of wedding vows. There's all, other, all kinds of other ways, small ways, we go in in relationships with one another. We can go all in again and again over time. Here's another example to share with you. A good friend who gave me permission to share this story told me about how she left the house just the other day on her way to work, and her partner gave her just a very quick kiss on the cheek, a kind of a peck on the cheek, a goodbye kiss as she was on her way out the door. But my friend stopped there in the doorway and said, hey, wait a second. I love you. Let's go back at that kiss. (laughs) I want a real kiss. I don't want a peck on the cheek. I want a real kiss from the person I love. That's a small, ah, ha, all in kind of moment of showing up, of being real, of letting your heart be open and vulnerable. But those kind of all in moments save lives and relationships all of the time. Everything can change in those courageous, all-in moments. Everything. I think about the call to worship that David shared with us this morning. And when he and his wife, Leanne, stretched in their generosity, when they went all-in, something shifted in them. 
their giving and their life energy became more deeply aligned with their values and joy began to bubble up in their lives. Here's what author Brene Brown says about this. What most of us fail to understand and what took me a decade of research to learn is that vulnerability, also known as all in, is the cradle of the emotions and experiences that we crave. Do you hear that? Vulnerability is the cradle of the emotions and experiences that we crave. Vulnerability, she says, is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, and creativity. It is the source of hope and authenticity. If we want greater clarity in our purpose, purpose in life, or deeper and more meaningful spiritual lives, vulnerability is the path. This is the secret in every religious and spiritual tradition to some extent. It is a set of practices. It is a history. It is rituals that help you show up to the miracle of your own life so that you might live it as fully as possible. The religious life is about taking the risk of being vulnerable, of giving your heart to another, whether that is God or a person or the universe or the spirit of life or those around you in religious community saying, this is really me and what is up in my life. The religious life is about being all in, living as fully and deeply as we can. And that's what this pledge drive, this invitation, every year we come to this time in this calendar of the year where we make our financial gifts to the church. It's an invitation to be all in with your heart and time and resources so that something powerful can be released in us individually and collectively. The pledge drive which runs for the next month is about funding our ministry dreams as a community there's information if you didn't get it in the mail in the pews in front of you, and there's some downstairs as well. But let me tell you this. I know something now that I did not know a year ago. I know something now in my bones that I did not know a year ago. I know that if we together go all in and this pledge drive, and bring our collective financial resources to bear, we can fulfill the dreams that we have laid out in our strategic plan. And we have big dreams. We want to pay our staff fairly. We want to fund our racial justice work. We want to deepen our commitment to the Unitarian Universalist Association with a generous year, yearly gift. We want to have a 30-hour-a-week Faith in Action director so we can deepen our ministry with the community. We want to begin to implement our capital improvement plan. And until this winter, I didn't know if we could do all of this or even some of it. But now I know we can. After I saw what was possible with the house that Love built, when we doubled our goal of raising $60,000, I knew anything was possible. Let that in. Anything is possible. The goal in this year's pledge drive is to raise an additional 200 to 250,000 in pledge contributions. Is it ambitious? Well, hell yes. <laughs> it is. Is it doable? Yes. Yes. 
If each member, and there are a thousand of us, increased their pledge by 200 or 250, we would be there. Or even better, if those of us not already at the sustainer level of giving, and in your purple pledge card you either got in your packet or the pew card in front of you, you can see these different giving levels on the back just as a reference. If more of us moved to that level of sustaining giving and took steps to get there, we would easily raise 200 to 250,000. And I have to tell you, as I was thinking about the sermon and talking through these giving levels, in my mind's eye, I held a number of you from this congregation, people who are struggling with work, people who are struggling with medical bills, people who are struggling with housing. I know there is real socioeconomic diversity in this congregation, and I want you to know there's an emergency fund we have in this congregation to help people in need like that utilities or rent or medical bills. So if you are one of those people, please let one of the ministers know. But my bigger point, and what I want to very clearly say to you this morning, is this. This is a no guilt, no shame pledge drive. I deeply believe as a universalist that your value as a human being, as a beautiful stardust creature, as a child of the universe, is not contingent on how much you earn or how much you give or what you do for a living. Your value is innate because one greater than us issued a gigantic I love you to all of us. What matters to me is that you go all in, in the way that you can, and allow yourself to feel some vulnerability and discomfort, because those are the seeds, vulnerability and discomfort, those are the seeds of joy and those emotions and experiences that we all crave. All in means that this faith shapes your life and changes your life, and that you want to respond with the deepest yes from your being. All in means feeling vulnerable. It means feeling vulnerable, moving out of your comfort zone in your giving and stepping into the arena, knowing that is where the magic happens. And after you make your pledge next week or the Sunday after that or the Sunday after that, I would invite you in the social hall to write on a little piece of ribbon a word. We'll have details down there. And then weave that in here. We are going to build a spiral around this over the next three Sundays. And as we conclude our pledge drive on March 23rd, this will all be full, except for this space right here, with the words from the members and friends and families in this community that reflects, this whole piece then reflects our practice of generosity, the spiritual practice of generosity. I know that going all in can feel like weakness and like an unacceptable risk. But listen to what Brene Brown says. There's no equation, right? So here's the equal sign, right? Doop, doop. There's no equation where taking risks, braving uncertainty, and opening ourselves up to emotional exposure equals weakness. So equal sign, ching, no equation. We're taking risks, braving uncertainty, and opening ourselves up to emotional exposure equals weakness. All in does not equal weakness. This is my pledge card, 
Juliana and I are pledge card. I'm turning it in today, well before the March 23rd end of the pledge drive. I hope you will do the same. And if you're here as a guest today, I'm not asking you to pledge. I want you to know that Juliana and I are able to pledge close to the visionary level. It feels really good, and it feels a little bit vulnerable. There are things that shift in our lives because of that commitment. Let me close with this story. Last Thursday, this is my birthday, so I had a birthday breakfast. I mean, they didn't know it was my birthday, but it was my birthday. Last Thursday, I had a breakfast meeting with my downtown clergy colleagues. These are rabbis and ministers and imams from churches that are mostly in downtown Minneapolis, although, like us, there are some on the, in the rings. And the mayor, Betsy Hodges, and Keith Ellison were a part of that breakfast. We were talking about the role that various faith communities have in shaping a Minneapolis of the future, one where no one is homeless, where racial disparities are eliminated, and where more and more homes and businesses are zero waste. And what I knew, what I felt in my bones in that space is that our religious voice and the spiritual mandates of our faith tradition matter in that conversation. We can't be on the sidelines or in the stands. We have to be all in. There is work to do in our community and we are the people to help do that work. So join me, and David, and Jen, and so many others. Join us in being all in, and watch the magic and the ministry blossom and unfold. Watch your heart grow even more open to the gifts and the blessings of this world. I'm all in. Are you all in? Are you all in? Are you all in? <laughs> Let's do it together. All in. Amen. <laughs>